0: Leave everything here and go to Moscow. Olga, yes, to Moscow and as soon as possible. Chebuzikin and Tusenbach laugh. Irina, I expect brother will become a professor, but still he won't wish to live here. Poor Masha's the only drawback. Olga, Masha will come to Moscow every year for the whole summer. Masha is whistling gently. Irina, God willing, everything will be arranged. "'Looks out of the window. "'It's nice out today. "'I don't know why I'm so gay. "'I remembered this morning it was my birthday, "'and suddenly I felt so happy "'and thought of my childhood days "'when Mother was still with us. "'What glorious thoughts I had! "'What thoughts! Olga you're all radiance today. "'I've never seen you look so lovely. "'And Marcia is pretty, too. "'Andre wouldn't be bad-looking "'if he hadn't taken on so much weight.' It does spoil his appearance, but I've grown old and very thin. I suppose it's because I get angry with the girls at school. Today I'm free. I'm at home. I haven't a headache, and I feel younger than I did yesterday. I'm only twenty-eight. All's well. God is everywhere. But it seems to me that if only I were married and could stay at home all day, it would be even better. Pause. I would love my husband. Drusenbach. To Solioni. I'm tired of listening to your rot. Entering the sitting room, I forgot to say that Vershinin, our new lieutenant colonel of artillery, is coming to see us today. Sits down at the piano. Olga, well, I'm very glad. Irina, is he old? Tosunbach, not very, forty or forty-five at the most. Plays softly. He seems rather a good sort. HE'S CERTAINLY NO FOOL, ONLY HE LIKES TO HEAR HIMSELF TALK. IRINA, IS HE INTERESTING? TUSENBACH, OH, HE'S ALL RIGHT. BUT THERE'S HIS WIFE, HIS MOTHER-IN-LAW, AND TWO DAUGHTERS. THIS IS HIS SECOND WIFE. HE PAYS VISITS, AND TELLS EVERYBODY THAT HE HAS A WIFE AND TWO DAUGHTERS. HE'LL TELL YOU SO TOO WHEN HE COMES HERE. HIS WIFE IS half witted SHE WEARS HER HAIR AND A BRAID DOWN HER BACK AND TALKS A BLUE STREAK. She philosophizes, and tries to commit suicide frequently, apparently in order to annoy her husband. In his place I would have left her long ago, but he bears up patiently and only complains. Soglione enters with Chibutikin from the living room. With one hand I can lift only fifty-four pounds, but with both hands I can lift one hundred and eighty or even two hundred. From this I conclude that two men are not twice as strong as one— but three times, perhaps even more. Chibutikin reads a newspaper as he walks. If your hair is coming out, take an ounce of naphthalene and half a bottle of alcohol. Dissolve and use daily. Makes a note in his pocket diary. I'll make a note of it. To Solyoni. Listen. You cork the bottle well, push a glass tube through the cork, then you take a small quantity of— Irina— Ivan Romanovich, dear Ivan Romanovich! Chibutigan, well, what is it, my dear little girl? Irina, why am I so happy today? I feel as if I were sailing under a great blue sky with huge white birds around me. Why is that? Why? Chibutigan kisses her hands tenderly. My white bird! Irina, When I awoke this morning and got up and washed, everything was like an open book to me, and I seemed to grasp the meaning of life. Dear Ivan Romanovich, I understand everything. Everyone must toil in the sweat of his brow, whoever he may be. In this alone is the aim and object of his life, his happiness, his ambition. How splendid it is to be a workman who gets up at daybreak and breaks stones in the street or a shepherd or a schoolmaster who teaches children, or a railroad mechanic. My God, if I can't be a man who works, I would rather be an ox or a horse or any work animal than a young woman who wakes up at twelve o'clock, has her coffee in bed, and then spends two hours dressing. Oh, it's awful. Sometimes I crave work as a thirsty man craves water on a hot day. And if I don't get up early in the future and work, Ivan Romanovich— then you may refuse me your friendship. She again tenderly. I agree. I agree. Olga. Oh, they used to make us get...